This little dog returns to Milwaukee Emergency Center for Animals, where her recovery began. Beatrice was found wandering near Potawatomi after 22-year-old Christopher Hansen stole her from her home and set her on fire. Hansen was sentenced to one and a half years behind bars for his crime, all thanks to his neighbor, Nicole Frieda, who turned him in. Irregardless of this, I would have done what needed to be done. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. It is a hot summer's night, and I had to shut all the windows on my first floor because somebody's playing horseshoes at 9 o'clock at night. What the fuck is wrong with people? (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. If you're listening to this show, thank you. And there's three ways in which you can listen. First, you can listen live like we're doing right now. You can listen live through my website, markscalia.com. And if you want to be more active, you want to be part of the chat, all you got to do is click that button you're listening to, and that will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com. And then you sign in using a Facebook address, and then you can be participant in the chat. That's the second way. And the third way is if you don't have the time to listen live, the show is slightly edited for time and then uploaded to iTunes as a podcast so that you can listen at your leisure. How's that for you? So every week... We start the show the same way, which I, I'm breaking it up. I want to try to ch- start the show a little differently. But until I do, I start it like this with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. A bunch of things have been happening in the news. Finally, the hoverboards have been recalled. <laughs> No, really? They set houses and shit on fire. And then only took about 1,800 fucking people to get involved in the shit to ban hoverboards. And let's be honest, they're not even hoverboards. They're a handleless Segway. <laughs> That's all they are. They don't hover. It's not Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. It's not a hoverboard. It's not a real hoverboard. So fuck it. Discontinue them. I don't care. I hate them. I hate them anyway. Speaking of hating things, now, I don't know what side of the political aisle you're on, but I'm going to get a little political. I'm sorry. Stuff pisses me off. I'm going to talk about it. In the news, Hillary got a pass, a big fucking pass. I don't care what side you're on, but that's some bullshit. You know it is. Come on, everybody. You know, it's FBI shit, and it's because she's running for office. And because Obama, the boss... I don't know if you knew the way our government works. What Karen says, no, no. No, I think it's important. I think it's important. It's it's fucking crazy. 
It's such hypocrisy. And it's not about left or right. It's about our government walking all over us. They do whatever the fuck they want. They get in, they lie, they cheat, they steal. And she lied. They put it by fucking side by side. This is as bad as anybody. And they're like, oh, I did not compromise my emails. Uh, there are several emails that compromise security. I did not delete any emails. There were hundreds of emails that were deleted. <laughs> I mean, come on, really? It's like bad subtitling. It's fucking horrible. And it's like, you know, it's just horrible. I just, I do not trust the government. I do not want the government. And the only reason we need the government is to keep zombies away from us, I think. And since we got no zombies, I'm thinking we don't really need government. <laughs> Old Barry O. It's Barry O. Nobody calls Obama Barry, by the way. Nobody. <laughs> if I'm going to do political stuff, I'm making it funny. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy out there. You got fucking Trump with a hairpiece and an orange face. He's like Al Josen in Technicolor. He hates everybody who's not American, which I understand nationalism. And everything's going more national and against immigration and stuff like that. And... We got to rethink it. We're full. <laughs> We're full. This is like a restaurant and there's so many people. And somebody comes up and go, uh, I'd like to come in. They go, well, you know, we have a two and a half hour wait. You don't, people get pissed. At, this is what happens. People get pissed. They're like, you can't tell me I can't eat here. I'm like, well, brother says we have Blade, so we're safe from zombies and vampires. No, Blade doesn't kill zombies. Blade kills vampires. I don't know anybody who hunts zombies. Who hunts zombies? We don't have any zombie hunters. Buffy kills vampires. Blade kills vampires. Walking Dead. I never watched the show. Anyway, terrible segue. I got to move it along. <laughs> I was at a campsite last night, and I absolutely love the campsites for one reason. A lot of times for comics, the work slows down in the summer because usually it's people aren't going out as much or they're doing beach or mountains or something like that. But with campsites, they already have people there. They're already there, and they're looking for something to do. So campsites are amazing audiences and i do like one or two a week it's it's insane so i love campsite gigs As a matter of fact i have another one coming up on sunday i'll tell you guys about later on and speaking of camping we've had some wildlife inside my house you guys know i have a cat little mac the cat he hunts bees because i don't know if you know this we have bees in the house fucking bees like constantly and of course my wife is terrified of bees or anything crawling over or biting her or whatever so she's like, I want to call somebody and have exterminator come in here. I'm like, exterminator is expensive. She goes, I'm going to call him and find out. She calls find out. It's actually not that expensive. So I was wrong. <laughs> Whatever. And they got it on tape. So they show up today, walk around the house. They found a nest. So he went around the house. Yeah, he sprayed everything. It's not a bear. There's no bear. Ah, bear. Ah, stand-up camera. <laughs> you can just keep the garbage cans closed for the bears and keep the mics off for the comics. <laughs> so. That's for the campsites. But we've had bees, and we came in, and I've talked about this on air. There's a hole in my eave, and a squirrel has been ripping it apart, and now they live there. So they show up to hunt the bees, to kill the bees today, and they're like, eh, uh, can I talk to you about that hole? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what, what do you want to do about it? He goes, we can take care of that. I go, there's a squirrel in there. He goes, eh, yeah, there's nothing you can do. And he, he goes, we can get them out. He goes, we use industrial grade chicken wire. I'm like, I don't have chickens. I have squirrels. And chicken wire keeps chickens in. I need to keep squirrels out. That's the whole point if I get chicken wire. So, oh, my sister just jumped on. Hi, Phyllis. But the guy's going to come, I think, next week. And he's going to, and I love this word, he's going to eradicate the squirrels. 
And of course, Karen and I were like, so we killed some bees. So we have some bee guilt because bees are very, bees are not only good for the environment, they're necessary for the environment. So we don't want to kill the bees. And bees don't normally want to hurt anybody. They don't want to sting anybody because they know if they sting you, they die. That's the last resort. So, you know, we had to kill some bees, which is which is bad. But we didn't kill that many. There was only, I don't know, I found like three or four dead ones. So, so that's it. So it's funny. I, like, I don't want to kill bees, but I would kill people. I would kill people in readily amounts. Just readily, readily amounts and ready amounts. In readily numbers, I would, I'd kill a lot of them. Is my point? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But let's do this because I'm running a little behind. We're gonna take our first break, and when we come back, we are gonna talk to a very funny guy. And I actually have not spoken to Tommy in a very long time. He's been traveling. I just found out through his Facebook status he's married. I didn't even know he was married, and I look forward to hearing that conversation because he didn't know I was married. So. <laughs> I'm like, we got, we, you got married? I can't believe you got married. You got married? That's fucking weird. Anyway, we're going to meet Tommy Amato when we come back from our break. Hey, guys, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. The Arabic Weather Report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are all enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. Hi, this is Kenny Bonison. You're listening to Radio Irregardless and uh, you should probably turn this off. So I'm in this guy's, uh, this guy's apartment because, like, uh, uh, property management companies gives me thousands of keys, you know, to, like, people's places, you know, throughout Boston and the suburbs, and they give me all these keys. So I have, I have keys to it. So I have to be in these people's places when they come home. This dude comes home dressed to the nines. He's got this awesome, beautiful Oxford shirt, white collar, suspenders, walks in the door, and I'm getting out of his pants. <laughs> You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I almost forgot to call him. <laughs> Joining me via Skype is the aforementioned, just listened to, Tommy Amato, everybody. Hey. There he is. <laughs> How are you, Tommy? <laughs> I am well, Mark. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we hear you perfect, man. Yeah, I'm just tweaking some levels here. And, and I'm doing some stuff with the board, too. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're hilarious, dude. You're hilarious. I oh. said... 
Okay, so I sent send me a clip. I said, okay, yeah, do maybe the closing bit, but the one I don't want you to do is the HVAC bit. Why? I love that bit. Oh my god! I, you know something? When you say don't do something, I listen to it specifically and go, that's a good fucking bit. I don't know why I don't do it. Why did well, you? I just, I just wrote it, so I don't know. It depends. You know what? No one listens to this, so they're gonna. Say- <laughs> No, he's gonna listen to the show. Besides, I'm gonna fa- I'm gonna delete half of it and post anyway. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, a very oh. funny bit. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tommy Amato, a very 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 funny guy out of the Boston area, and we've known each other for I want to say almost twenty years. I'd say twenty five, dude. I started in ninety two. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, because I started in ninety. So yeah, we're almost twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny, like you and Kerry Louise Cotter and uh oh what was his name? Brad. Not Brad. Oh goodness, I can't even remember his name. But you guys are like a tier up from us. Oh, Brad so Mastrangelo. Like, not Brad Mastrangelo. Was that oh Todd Parker. That's oh who Todd, it was. yeah. Todd Parker. So you guys are like a step up from us newbies, you know? So I was just <laughs> like, I can't even try to be funny around him. <laughs> yeah, now it's it doesn't fucking matter. Uh <laughs> And it was two years. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, but still, though, I mean, a lot. To, I mean, that's when when I started in '90. Uh, Todd Parker, Robbie Prince, they were only doing it like a year and a half, two years ahead of me, and they were yeah. already you know, super powerhouses. So, but you know, I'm trying to get in the show, Brian Fast. Oh wow, Brian <laughs> Fast! I haven't heard that name in a while. I know he's off the radar. He's off the reservation. I don't know where he is. But if Have anybody. You got have we got Marley yet? Uh, no, no. Actually, Bob's traveling so much, and you know he's busy with his wife, Truce, and whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I remember when they were dating, fucking punks. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you can eradicate squirrels. Yeah. I have, oh, I, I love. Have... I want to. You know what it is? I uh, squirrels. I have a problem with. I, I filled the hole like last year because squirrels mate twice a year. Lucky. <laughs> anyway, you're married. You know what I'm talking about. So we have a black one with a brown tail. I saw yard. that you posted thing. You posted that on Facebook. It's a mutated squirrel, a black squirrel with a brown tail. Oh, my wife did. She's into that shit. Oh, I'm not that's... the animal person. <laughs> she, I live in I live in Rowan's Ark. That's my wife's name, Rowan. And we have three ferrets and two. I'm sorry, two ferrets and three cats. I'm in hell. Kill me. Oh my, really? Oh my god. <laughs> Is is she much younger than you are? No, no, no. She's a, oh, oh wait, is she listening? Oh, she's much younger than me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. See, my wife, my wife hates to admit it. She goes, I don't know who this person is you talk about, but my wife's a girly girl. Like she's a real good businesswoman. She does a lot. Of, my brother said black squirrels matter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent me a, a, oh, a, a YouTube. Somebody sent me a YouTube <laughs> that was a guy singing. Actually, it was uh, what's the cartoon uh, dude's name? He's uh, hilarious. Uh, oh, it's not going to come to me. I can't remember his name. Tall, chiseled, fucking jaw, handsome dude, and he's he just he's he's a buffoon. He's, um, a, he's a cartoon guy. Kind of rem- well, yeah. It's it's very cartoonish. Uh, at any rate, he reminds me of the tick in a way. But uh, oh. Uh, Oh, what the hell is his name? I mean, he's not like the tick. He's actually a man in a suit, in a blue suit, and he just runs around being, you know, a complete moron, and he's hilarious. But anyway, it was him singing a song called Black Body and a White Butt. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. I'll send you the link sometime. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, I got to finish the story because my wife will kill me. Because she'd be like, you start a story and then you didn't say. See, I do my wife's voice like that because my wife's very. So she's a girly girl. She has a business. but She's very tough business-wise, very smart. But she is a 
girly girl. Like she like she sees a kitten video and you know the word aw a w or a w w it has yeah. like 16 fucking syllables. She's like, "Oh." <laughs> the, the octave starts to crack glasses in the room. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we had so the squirrel came in and they made she goes she's true. So the squirrel came in and 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 I got it out before it was dusk because they they settle in at dusk and I filled the hole with screen mesh and at like eleven o'clock I hear and I'm like what the fuck I go outside it's a female squirrel and her babies were in there and I didn't realize her babies were in there and I was like oh now I've got to climb a ladder and it was raining at like 11 o'clock at night and I'm on and my wife's like just help the squirrel I'm like I'm on a fucking 20 foot ladder in the rain at night what could happen to the fucking squirrel the squirrel's already <laughs> on the, the roof things, yeah these are the things you do for marriage I get it yeah I know exactly where you're coming she goes from. he That's trapped beautiful. the babies a horror I didn't mean to trap the babies how am I supposed to know the babies in her in there leave a note next time squirrel anyway at least you didn't take a swing at him with a shovel oh i would oh i was i what i did is i started throwing rocks like it wakes me up at like five in the morning and i throw rocks at the house then i realized the rocks come down so so what i do is i get a hose i get my hose out and i'm like you can hear me at five more i'm like i'm fucking fucking getting a squirrel i'm fucking getting you hear the hose unraveling me grumbling and i then you hear <laughs> like, and then water all. I mean, we leave the windows open, so it's like. And I go, I hope I wake my wife up. <laughs> Get this whole fucking thing. Did, you, did you realize water comes down too? Yeah, no, but water water shoots in one direction. Like what I do is I toss the rock up because I don't want to break anything, and it hits the and it hits the roof, and it takes a bad bounce, and it comes back. Water will just hit, and I won't get hurt. See, that's my thing. Oh, he looks I totally psycho. Fact. I love the fact that you guys uh, care about bees, you know, and, uh, and honestly, because I was listening to that, and, I, and I'm a huge fan of don't kill bees and don't kill spiders because they're very good for oh, ecology. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Except for hornets and wasps. Those things. Oh, fuck them. Out. Hornets and wasps can die. Fuck that. You know what it is? That, fuck that. Like, I, I think everybody, you know what it is? <laughs> let, me, let me try to paint a picture. Bees and most insects are just like regular law-abiding immigrants, and I'm fine with them. Hornets and bees, a law-breaking fucking juveniles, need to be punished. And that's my that's my concern. And I'm, I, we need to build a wall so the hornets do not come into this country. You know those bees are com- bees are coming in. The African bees. I'm just that's, saying, African bees. <laughs> it's funny you said you want to kill people. I think we should kill people with hornets and wasps. That's what we should do. Oh, you know, white face. What? Not to, not to make it racist, but white face <laughs> wasps. <laughs> How could you not? Just saying that. Technically, technically, they're called bold face wasps, by the way, but they're either white face or bold face wasps. They're like the most aggressive wasp ever, and they're vicious. They see you coming, and they come after you, and they bite and sting repeatedly, and they don't die. And not 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 only do they sting you, they fucking lift your wallet, they get your ID. It's like a shakedown from Goodfellas, and they go, <laughs> "You may not, you may know who we are." But we know who you are, and that's exactly what it is. What is my Dude, brother? Scroll down on my scroll down on my Facebook page. You'll see this gigantic hornet's nest right by my house, oh. and I walked past it. I had no idea it was there. That's how b- oblivious I am at, at, at points that I'm in my yard. And as I walk past it, I feel something crawling in my hair, oh. and I'm like, "What is that? That feels that feels weird." And I walk out of the area, and I don't feel anything crawling in my hair anymore. So I look back, and I'm like. 
holy crap, I could have headbutted that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it was gigantic. So anyway, I'm scared shitless of this thing. And I'm like basically ready to cover myself in gauze and run over there with a baseball bat. My wife is laughing at me like, look at you. you I, they're tiny little insects. No, Tom. I'm just like, no. yeah, tiny little insects. Do you know how you got to get gangs. rid of them? You, you got to get, you got to get like that heavy duty spray that kills them on contact or what's Oh no, it, we hired a kid. We had a kid come in. He was like 15 <laughs> years old. He came in with two cans, like fucking Rambo. <laughs> and he was done in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, and they, my wife, they stink. Some people like, burn them. Some people get lighter fluid and burn them. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever smelled like burning, uh, not just the paper, but the bees themselves. It's yeah. oh, they stink when they when they die and they rot. Oh, it's the worst smell ever. Oh, I'm so glad we're on this subject. Yeah, you know it's funny. We have not talked comedy at all. We said comedy was like I've been I've known you for 25 years, and we went into the fucking bee thing, which is crazy. But let's talk about Tommy. Let's talk about Tommy Amato. Guys, uh, let, Tommy, now you've been doing it. Now we, we established that you've been doing it since 92. Yeah, off and on. Yeah, I've been, you know, I take, take breaks from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Now you were in, uh, now according to the the the, uh, the set we listened to, you were in New York. I didn't even know. I thought you were in Florida. Weren't you a Florida guy? I was, yeah. I went from Brooklyn to Naples, Florida. Don't ever do that. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> talk about that culture shock dude i was the angriest person on the planet yeah i uh <laughs> and then she says hey so where do you want to go you want to go going back to boston i got this because my wife's a professional as well she says uh uh we can go to boston you want to go to the north shore or you want to go to the south shore where you're from i'm like north shore she's like why i said because i never want to have this conversation on the phone at three o'clock in the morning hey dude can you let me crash in your couch he booted me again yeah <laughs> So you live in you like in, you live in the Medford area, don't you? I am in Medford. Yes. Okay, yeah. fucking funny. And how long have you been back in Boston? Because I have not worked with you in forever. That I was very excited that that I reached out and or you reached out, however it worked, and you were like, "Oh, I want to be in the show." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I can catch up with Tommy." Yeah, that's great. Oh, by the way, I never said congratulations on your marriage. By the way, good for you, oh, man. That's thank fantastic. you, and, and congratulations. I didn't know you got married, so congratulations. <laughs> How did you that happen? Yeah, <laughs> dude, we met on New Year's Eve in Manhattan at a, at a, at a, like a buddy of mine's party. It was so funny. And I actually used it on stage, but I'm not going to do the bit. But for the most part, it was kind of like dead silence when we were both like, so what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Nothing. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? <laughs> and it was just quiet <laughs> for like a second and a half. And like, because we talked for like, I don't know, maybe three weeks before we met. But I met her on matchmaker.com. Okay. And we finally met at this party. I mean, in my bit, I was basically saying, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? She goes, I guess I'm going to let you fuck mine up. Ah. And, <laughs> and she didn't, obviously. It's, it's the first. And then we got married on the 4th of July. So, uh, you know, that's, that's easy shit to remember. Oh, she let me make nice. the plans. It's funny. My wife's our first date was uh, July 1st, and her birthday is July 2nd. And I, I, worked, <laughs> I, worked, wow. I worked July 2nd. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, my wife's birthday is in June, at uh, the end of June. So, what's that make you a cancer? Is she a cancer? She's a cancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. she is literally a cancer. Yeah, she <laughs> we is. Broke, a <laughs> we, we, bro <laughs> we broke up, and it was so funny when we broke up back. You know, uh, it was like 2004, and I got back on Matchmaker.com, and I said, "Cancers need not apply." <laughs> <laughs> my wife saw it. She's like, "Fuck you!" Oh my god! <laughs> and we got funny. back together. What's this? AKA Moonchild. I don't know. It. I don't. I don't want to read any of the cult anymore. I want to catch up with you. So you got married. Congratulations. 
And now you're back in the Boston area. And um, have you been doing? I haven't seen you. We maybe our circles aren't crossed anymore. Where you been? No, I get out occasionally. Here's the deal. I uh, I had to lose thirty pounds. I was a blob. Hmm. So uh, I went to the gym. I've been going to the gym. You know, they say you know, and I'm also going to school. So I'm I'm, I'm going to be a licensed HVAC service technician. <laughs> Don't do the bit. I, Don't do the I, bit. Don't do. I'm the bit. not going to. But when I retire, <laughs> no, I meant I me. Don't play the bit. Don't play the bit. I played oh, the bit no. already. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Throw that one away. <laughs> That's uh, a good but no, bit, honestly, though. when I retire, I just want to retire like sitting in a, in a, at a desk at MIT or Columbia, being a facilities manager technician. You know what I mean? It's kind of like just some place that it's easy to retire mm. and you've got to have a license to do it. I've been doing my trade for 25 years without a license. <laughs> so have <laughs> so, so I, technically, really. <laughs> I wish, wish somebody gave me a license to be a comic. Yeah, exactly. So this is the way I look at it. You know, you work your mind, you work your body, your creative soul will follow. There you and go. It's, it's I'm very zen. It's very, no, it's, it's very zen. It was zen for a moment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> then it went horribly awry. <laughs> well, you know, so let's try to put the wheels back on the bus. Let's take our second break. Let's regroup. And we're going to have another little clip from Tommy Amato on this next break. And we're going to play a game with Tommy when, when we come back. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. And we'll be right back. It's time for another weak inspiration. A pebble in your shoe can drive you mad. So take it out and hit somebody with it. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Penny, and irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio, because it's on the inter-radio, irregardless of that shit. I, I, love, I love the fucking the accidents. Anybody here ever been in an accident in the snow? Summertime is cut and dry. See what's about to hit, step on the brake, smash! Accidents over! You're back at Radio Air, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was another little sampling of Tommy Amato talking about accidents in the summertime versus the wintertime. And my wife just said, people, my wife has had her car hit twice. She's never been in an accident before she got this car. She had, she's had two cars her whole life. This is her second car. She got in one accident because it was a really bad intersection. It was her fault, but it was a really bad. It was, you know, it's, it, it happens a lot at that place. But Way her, to throw her under the bus. But, <laughs> but her her car has been hit twice while she wasn't in it. <laughs> oh my god! She was parked at the hairdresser. Guy comes in. He goes, "I backed into your car," and she goes, "Okay." So her car was out of commission for a week, and then the other day, somebody, one of our neighbors, hit her car. 
comes in and goes, I got some bad news. I'm like, what? They go, oh, I, I, I hit your wife's car. I come out there and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Were the totals? No, no, it wasn't. And you know what it was? This the, the first one was bad enough. Had to be replaced. They scratched the bumper and they dented the fender. With this one, essentially, there's a little gouge in the front fender. And it looks like normal wear and tear in a car. Like, you really, you know, you really can't tell. Like you my gotta car. get her a bumper car. She drives a, a Scion, so it looks like a bumper car. <laughs> so do I. We both have Scions. So no more segues. No more segues. Let's talk comedy. So you've been in it and then out of it. What uh, what's motivating the uh, the pendulum? Well, it, it's basically when it comes to making money, I really don't want to chase anybody like um, uh, no money downs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. He just had a birthday, by the way. <laughs> What's that? He just had a birthday. <laughs> he's a friend of mine on Facebook, and I, I he's just had a birthday. Oh, no, like he, his. He's a great friend. I know he is, but yeah. it, it, the thing is, is, and I've heard this about other, uh, whatever, it's, I, I never want to corner somebody and say, I'm going to snap your wrist if I don't get my money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know how to make money. I'm fine with that. So yeah. what I do is I love to make people laugh at my convenience. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? that's not a bad deal. That's a good thing. Yeah. Like I said, I'm an HVAC tech. You know, I get any kind of overtime I want, and I love my job. So there you go. So I you, had a couple you, of shows in Brooklyn. I had three shows in Naples on my own, um, and you know, I, I did Win a Circle when I came back here a few yeah. times. I do the Green Dragon from time to time. I get out of tavern at the end of the world, the Iron Furnace in Quincy. Um, I'm I'm working on doing that, and then Weymouth has got a new show too. So I got to get down to the South Shore and you know show my face down there for my friends. You do it because you want to do it. Exactly. You know, it makes I mean, me it makes me feel good inside, and when somebody else feels good inside from me doing it, it makes me feel even better. Inside. Yeah. Now we're back to the Zen, which is nice. Let's stay there for a moment. Let's. <laughs> this is the moment of Zen. <laughs> so I want to play a game with you, Tom, because we have not talked in a while. And there's a couple things before I play the game. Actually, I wanted to bring up one of the clubs that you are actually a mainstay in. I don't know if you ran it. I think you ran it. Yeah, it was um, my club. And I think I mean it was my my little yeah, my little bloodbath. And I think that's how we met originally cuz it was a club in what was it it was Back Bay. Yeah, just the back room of a bar. That's yeah, all. It was the back it was room of a bar. Place. It was yeah. Daisy Buchanan's. Yes. Staple in the Back Bay. And it was a fun room. It was an early 90s knife fight, but it was one of the best knife fights you could have. Absolutely. And, you know, probably the biggest compliment I got out of that place is from Kevin Knox. He looked over at me and said, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> There's a lot of fucking guys here. These fucking people are making a lot of fuck these people. Fuck. I can't get their fucking attention for 30 seconds. These guys are all cunts. Oh, yeah. That's, that's exactly what he was saying. I fucking miss him so much. Love Kevin Knox, man. God rest his soul. Uh, I only take the good ones. So fucking, I'm going to live forever. Yeah, so, so I've had I've had some great acts in there. I've had some uh, some mediocre acts that have turned into fantastic acts. Yeah. And uh, and it's always, you know, every time someone talks about, you know, anything back in the day, they're like, Jesus, Jesus, what a room. That place was awesome. Yeah. But back then, it was not awesome. No, it wasn't. I had to do it every Wednesday, dude. Yeah. It's so funny that you do you do your show every Wednesday at nine. That's when I did Daisy's every Wednesday at nine. Yeah. But now people talk about, oh yeah, this you know, there's uh the room at Tewksbury Ralphie J runs called Oscar's Pinata. You know, it's a bar, it's a you know, it's what it is. And then yeah. some other places are like, Oh, that room sucks, that room sucks. And I'm like, You have no fucking idea 
You literally don't. And I, I hate to be like, I was on Omaha Beach. I don't want to have that story, but I have that story. I mean, we were in rooms. And of course, you know, guys like Jay Leno and, and George Carlin and Lenny Bruce and, and Richard Pryor. I mean, they were doing jokes at strip clubs in front of drunk guys only wanted to see boobs. And, yeah. you know, so they, they had their war stories and now we have our war stories. And I just, you know, it's really like a watered down version the further you go in time. <laughs> I brought that back when I lived in Brooklyn. There was a woman who had a burlesque show and I said, hey, can I throw comedy into this? And she's like, absolutely. Oh, my God. So it's exactly started, where it should be. I, I started a show called the Belly Button Buffoonery. That's fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. How was the burlesque? I've been to some and it's not some of it's not as good. And there was some amateur. I'm sorry. There was mostly amateur, and there was a couple of good ones that came in. But, you know, it was still entertaining for the comics, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they were just like, wow, I got to follow the boobs. Great. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. When you mix comedy and burlesque, because they did a few shows here like that, and I know there's a show that runs like that. It's funny, because yeah. comics in the back watching a watching a girl take her clothes off and go, she's really not selling it. She's really not selling the bit. <laughs> she should. She should not have opened with that. <laughs> oh, uh, my uh, my wife has a question for you. Do you know Scott Rayow? He was out of uh, Brooklyn, and uh, he would actually MC a lot of the burlesque shows. Oh, no, no. This was actually my own my own show I put together, so oh, he okay. may have put something together himself. Yeah. Maybe before me or after me, but I definitely did not steal his thing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just seeing if you knew him because Scott's uh... – no, I, I, It sounds familiar, but no, I, I do not. Yeah, he's out of Brooklyn, and he's actually a voiceover artist. Like, I can't even tell you that, all the stuff he does. That's the toughest because, I mean, Greg Carey was trying to get, you know, he, he was doing his best to get his uh, mm. his demo out there, you know, for people. And then now you look at who do who does, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey, you know, all these big stars are doing voiceovers. So how do you compete with that? You, you can't. Know? And there's a difference between, you know, they have like a famous person to do, you know, Kevin Spacey does a voiceover yeah. and they're not considered voiceover artists. They're considered voice spokespeople, which is different. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying my hat's off to yeah. you, boy, because that is a really, really tough industry yeah. to break into and oh, stay in. There's only about 20 people that do like all the fucking work on the planet. Yeah, it's exactly. like, and I'm not Isn't even joking. Sad? It's so, and if you're in there, and that's why nobody wants to know anybody's name. Because as soon as they know your name, then you're a target. So I want to get back to you because we're, we're just, okay. it's so hot in this fucking room. <laughs> I got to keep I'm, the windows I'm feeling it too. Oh, so, so Danny Gilbert show. I got to bring this up really quick. Oh, you, Danny. Did, you did an impression of Dr. Smith that cracked me up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> From Lost in Space. Oh, when I went, Ooh, what do you say? Oh, you and me and the boys, we look around this rock. <laughs> and the only thing that came to my head was a Charlie in the box. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Charlie. <laughs> like he's trying to do <sighs> Dr. Smith and... Charlie in the box is coming out of his head. Hi, I'm the guardian of misfit toys. Charlie in the box. And Charlie, nobody wants Charlie in the box. Nobody no, wants to play with me. Nobody Charlie wants to play with Charlie. Mr. Smith. Actually, that was uh, from Hanna Barbera. The, um. Oh wait. You know, um, there was. Uh, I know you're talking about. There was uh, Mc... sna Snagglepuss. Snaggle. Yeah, Snagglepuss. <laughs> <laughs> we have not we, talked comedy at all for this show. <laughs> Am I going to have to start doing fucking cartoon characters? Is that, what's that, is that no. what we're bringing ourselves to? <laughs> no. You know what to do? There's a nice segue. I'm going to play a game with you called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It's a mad, 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 mad
So I'm he, in trouble because I suck at trivia. No, this is actually really easy. This is a game I just wrote for you, especially for you. Now, your name is Tommy Amato. Yes. So you've got mad in the middle of your name surrounded by two vowels. I so, like that. so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a game with you, and you are going to play against my audience. Now, if you know it, you just blurt it right out, and that's your advantage, that you're quicker. They're listening on a delay. So I'm going to give you a test question. I'm going to give you a quote or tell you a little something about this person, and the person has mad in their name somewhere. Sure. Okay, so this would be a test one. You wouldn't let me say the words I long to say, you didn't want me to see life through my eyes. You tried to shove me back inside your narrow room and silence me with bitterness and lies. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Who said that? Was it a fetus? <laughs> <laughs> fetus. Feet I don't talk, by the way. Did I see, how many faces cringed in the room? That's all I want to know. Oh, Karen beat you on. This was a test question. It's Madonna. It was Madonna. Oh, I used to like to watch her, but I, I you know what? I never got into lyrics. It's so weird. My, my wife would be like, why are you listening to that song? It's horrible. I'm like, I like the beat. <laughs> I don't really care what he's saying. This was a song. That's uh, Madonna, Human Nature. It's actually one of her better songs. So that was the lyrics from Human Nature from Madonna. So that's how you play. Madonna has M-A-D right in her name. Oh, so I didn't get one wrong yet. No, that was a test question. So, But watch out. The listeners are very fast. And my wife, she can't hear it because I have headphones on, but I don't know how. Her connection is my connection, so she may be listening a little fast. What did my brother say? He said, after I saw the underarms unshaven, the love affair was over. I don't know, but the French men. Anyway, let's move on. So here you go, Tommy. Now, if you get it right, you get a really cool sound. And if you get it wrong, you get an equally equally as cool sound. <laughs> equally uncool sound. Equally uncool sound. So here we go. Who said the only yardstick for success our society has is being a champion? No one remembers anything else. Has to have the word oh, mad in his name or her name. Absolutely. His or her. Yes. And I have no hints. Uh, Well, it's about being a champion, so I will give you a hint. It's about sports. Okay. Probably a sports commentator. Oh, Mr. Madden. Mr. Bob Madden. God damn it. I forgot his first name. Got to give me his first name before somebody else does. Paul, not Paul. No. Oh, my brother said. Yes, I see, John. I see. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, you jerk. Oh, say so. So you <laughs> I'm know, just kidding, Chris. I don't even know you. I can't call you a jerk. <laughs> so, so Tommy, you get this, and that makes me very happy. <laughs> yes, it makes you happy because it, because it's correct. And my brother gets this. That makes me mad. That's right. So it's actually the opposite. When you get I mad, need you, a bull bull. <laughs> when you. <laughs> So if you get it right, you actually are mad. And if you get it wrong, you are happy. So that's how that works. So and okay. that's almost a split decision. That may come back and haunt you both. But let's see how. How about this one? What if I said a television series created by Matthew Weiner on AMC? A what? Say that again. I'm sorry. A television series created by Matthew Weiner on AMC. Is it mad television? Nope. Oh, but it's but it's got the word mad in it. 
Yeah, apparently. <laughs> just what if I said, no, my brother said Mad Dogs. Nope. Not Mad Dogs. What if okay. I said uh, it was a television series about an advertising agent? Oops, he wrote Mad Men. <laughs> he gets it again. Did he get it? Yes, he got it right. And you get this. And that makes me very happy. I told you I'm shitty at this stuff. All right, how about this one? A police officer whose wife and child are murdered by a vicious biker gang set in the future. Mad Max? That makes me mad. Correct. <laughs> now we're back on the board. How about this one? A political theorist, American statesman, and the fourth president of the United States. Oh, jeez. Uh, what did you say, mad about you? <laughs> uh, fourth president. Yes, fourth oh, president. Go, go in fourth. order. Oh, Karen said, what, what's his first name, Karen? Oh, Madison. I see it. Karen yeah. got it. But what's his first name? Oh, uh... Uh, oh Christ! We had, uh, I went to Weymouth Schools. Are you yeah, shitting me? We had a better conversation about bees. <laughs> <laughs> My brother got the correction with James Madison. Karen, well, technically, Karen wrote James before he wrote James, so that goes to Karen. That makes me mad. Okay, so I've got. I'm gonna have wow, a hard time. Wow. All right, and the last one. You have to get this one in order for me to give you the tie. I'm actually very comfortable going home a loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The God's honest truth. Well, then it's here a we great go. game. I like it. Well, then how about this? Who was an American frauder and former stockbroker who pleaded guilty to 11 federal felonies? Michael Madsen. No. <laughs> Close I had a huge. I had a man crush on that guy. He's anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got the first name of somebody running or used to run for president this year. Oh, Bernie. No, <laughs> Bernie Madding? No, Madoff, Bernie, Bernie, Ma Madoff. Bernie Madoff. Oh. That makes me mad. Of course he's got to be embezzling with a name like Madoff. I mean, come on. Exactly. All right, so Chris uh, got it. So here's what yeah, I'm going to do. Chris, all right. I'm going to take our third and final break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Tommy Amato, about his first time, his best time, and his worst time, and I will be calculating all the game. We'll be right back, guys. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I've tabulated the scores, ladies and gentlemen. And unfortunately, I made a boo-boo. You made a <laughs> You made a boo-boo. You got, I, will, I gave you half a point for the John Madden. I gave you half a point. <laughs> Mad Men, Chris got it. Mad Max, you got. James Madison, Karen got. And Bernie Madoff, my brother got, which means 
you got nothing. You absolutely lose. And, yes. <laughs> and the, Good day, sir. Because yeah, here you go. Wrong, sir. Wrong. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming, honest to God. <laughs> It's it's so funny. People either really want to, they either want to blow the audience apart or they want to lose horribly. That's the way the games work. <laughs> All right. So we got a couple more things to go over, Tom, before we let you go. First thing oh, I want to go over is your first time, your best time, your worst time. And then after you tell us that, you can tell us about any any big shows you got coming up. And again, you can free stalk Tommy. He's he's he does comedy occasionally, so you gotta keep an eye on him. Uh, he's Tommy Amato. Let me spell that. A-M-A-D-O. He's out he's on Twitter. He's at Tommy Amato. He's on Facebook at Comedian Tommy Amato. And his website is TommyAmato.com. And I'll be I'll warn you, hasn't been updated since like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, it, that's, it, that's how I like it. It, I like it almost had it. You can edit it with Windows Explorer. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a Mac site, and the reason why I haven't updated is because I bought a new Mac, and I don't have all that information on the new Mac. So, so <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, again, and that's and that's fine because you do it because you're comfortable it. going yeah. home a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking so. of going home a loser, tell us about if you would tell me, my lovely audience, about your first time, your best time, and your worst times on stage. Well, my first time is kind of like a two-part deal. Um, Danny, I don't know if you know who Danny Miller is. Uh, uh, yes, and love He's Danny. actually a, he's a very funny guy from the South, from from South End, and he uh, him and I started basically at the same time. Uh, he started like six months before me, and he said, "Tom, I want you to go put your name on that list, you pussy." And we're in, <laughs> we're at Stitches. Stitches. <laughs> in 1992, yeah. that'll tell you a lot about it right there. The Vinny Favorito show. I put my name on the list, and they shut the place down two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's an omen. If I've ever seen one, that is hysterical. So then, my next, uh, my next little bit, and I told myself I'm gonna do a small room for my first time on stage. I can't do a big room. I'm gonna get too all choked up. So what did I do? I did next for my first show. Oh my god! They said do seven minutes to an empty room, and I did fifteen and and ate the proverbial cock the entire uh. way through. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, and then I uh, my my third uh, second time on stage was over at the vault, and I had a great set. So. Mm. Um, and uh, let's see, would you say my first? Uh, well, you did your first, your best time. What was your best time on stage? Can I do my worst first? Is, <laughs> no, uh, I as, guess I can close with the worst. As, um, <laughs> the worst is always the funniest story. Yeah, well, it may be. All right, I don't know. Anyway, you know matter. something? Comics choice. Comics choice. Roll the dice. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll stick with the protocol. Uh, <laughs> second time, I'm sorry. The the best show I have, have ever had was probably uh, I was down in Florida, and uh, and you know I knew a lot of comics already. You know, this was only five years ago, so I knew a lot of comics. And this uh, this big down there in uh, Marco Island, the, I knew the owner, and I knew, used to know these comics that would come in, you know, and they would say, yeah, sure, let Tommy host, or, yeah, sure, give, give Tommy a uh, guest spot. So uh, Patrice O'Neill comes in, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I go to the door, and I said, yeah, it's Patrice in the green room. And he's like, yeah, well, he's sick. I said, I know he's sick. I said, that's one of the I want to see him. And uh, he said, I'll see what he says. So he goes in there, comes back two minutes later, and he says, uh, yeah, he said he can see you for uh, just a couple of minutes. I said, okay. So I walk in, 
And he's like, Tommy! <laughs> yep. and, I, and I'm like, how are you? Patrice, he goes, I'm doing all right, man. I didn't know it was you, man. This, this motherfucker just told me some nigga named Tony D'Amato was yeah. at the door. <laughs> That's Patrice. Yeah, so uh, then I, you know, I went on that night, and I did you know the three shows, and it was fantastic. Nice. I just had such a great time. And uh, uh, it was time to give him a ride home, and he saw me drinking whiskey, and he found a different ride. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the worst show the worst show must have it was framingham that's right was it yen's Danny, walk no dude it's worse than that danny miller had just moved out of our apartment along with this other guy evan so what they, they did is they got a, an apartment if you're cruising down the pike you can see to the left hand side as you're cruising towards new york a gigantic apartment complex there's a beautiful lake in front of it, and there's a, gi- uh, a giant uh, oh, yeah. apartment complex. Yeah, that's on the we far played... side of Framingham. It's near the Southboro area. Yeah. Well, we played the pool <laughs> <laughs> at, at noontime. <laughs> so we're, we're doing our sets, and uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Danny. looked up at, like, the seventh balcony. He goes, hey, you motherfuckers got to pay money to watch this. Go back in your house. <laughs> It was a bloodbath, though. It was pretty horrible. Oh, my God. I've done comedy around a pool once, and I'll, I'll never forget this. It was the same night that Lorena Bobbitt cut off John Bobbitt's dick. And that was the yep. night, because I went up there and I go, in my at the time, the guy I worked with, he would listen to, like, Rush Limbaugh and Howie Carr. And this was a huge story, that Lorena Bobbitt cut off her husband's penis and that night, I oh, was. Yeah, I, had a, I had a bit about it. It was well. The funny thing was, I went on stage that night, and like we were, and I'll never forget it. it. It was right around the pool, and we were doing comedy at like a condo somewhere in the South Shore. And I said, "Did you guys hear?" And I never do topical bits. And I go, "Did you guys hear that this woman cut off her husband's dick today?" And Barry's like, "What?" And I go, "Yeah." But it was, and that was the only time I've ever performed. What is it? My brother said, "We all remember." Where we were when the night John Bobbitt lost yeah, we his all remember, I saw that too. I didn't want to cut you off though. That's Never crazy. forget. <laughs> it's like where were you when Kennedy shot nine eleven and John Wayne Bobbitt got his dick cut off? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, uh, comedy. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great little era. I just just to sum it up, my my bit ended with that guy got some sick therapy, man. Penis therapy. Oh, I envy him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> By the pool at fucking <laughs> at noon. <laughs> oh my god, it was a horror show. It's like you know what? It's funny because we made it fun every time we yeah. had a complete bloodbath. We made it fun. We didn't care. Yeah, because know? we had to. Uh-huh. We had to. Now people yeah. like comics, and I they're so thin skinned They can't take yeah. the hit anymore. They're like, oh, this room sucks. I don't want to do this. I'm like, you do the bad rooms so that when you get to the good rooms, you are good. It's putty in your hand. Yes, exactly. It's and just, you know what's funny? I knew how to do a pool. So I went into this gig down in Florida where they're like, we got to do a pool. I'm like, ah, it's not a big deal. Just ignore them because they're not going to like you at first. But then they're going to kind of soften up to you. And it was so funny. I'm in the middle of my set and the headline is like off to the side. And I watched these five people walk up to me like right in my face. I'm talking like inches from my face. And one of them looks at the other one and goes, hey, it's pretty good. 
<laughs> he almost said it into the microphone. That was uh, it. And then I look over, I look over, the headliner's gone. He yeah. fucking left. <laughs> that was like the Danny Gilbert story. I had no when, idea what I was going to show. That was that was like the uh, Danny Gilbert story when he says the guy was heckling him and he was yelling so loud they're both doing time. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that story too. I was like, uh, Jesus Christ, this guy's so much in my face. Uh, so tell me now that you're doing, you know, you're you're going to school, you're doing your gym thing, you're getting your Zen on, you're getting your H V A C Z E N thing going. <laughs> we'll just put it to that. Yeah, when are you, are you performing anywhere, anywhere, uh, anywhere recent, anywhere somewhere that uh, we can come see you, or maybe you and I will be doing a show together? I hope so. Here's the deal: I just went out and I bought an extraordinary amount of uh, sound and DMX lighting, and uh, I'm putting another show together. And nice. Daisy Buchanan's are supposed to be open up their doors again. So I'm going to pitch it. I'm going to see if I can get Daisy's comedy back. Mm. So, so that's that. one thing. Um, and uh, August 14th, I'm going to be at the uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club in uh, Manhattan. Manhattan. And uh, <laughs> what else do I have going on? No, I'm just going to be bouncing around. So if anybody wants to know where I am, just you know, keep an eye on my Facebook, on my, uh, on my Twitter, and uh, I'll keep you guys posted. That's it. And again, those links are? Tommy Amato, he's Tommy at Tommyamato.com. He's yeah, at Tommyamato.com. Just remember Tommy Amato. And he's uh, just type it. That's it. Tommy Amato with a D. With it, yeah, not Amano. It's Tommy Amato. Well, people have been mistaken me for Amato, A M A T O. That is basically because Italians are A M A T O. Yes. And Portuguese is A M A D O. Right. My father was adopted by a Portuguese woman. I'm not Portuguese. I'm Italian, Filipino, and Irish. <laughs> Your family nice. fucked everybody. <laughs> Not afraid of fucking brown people. Actually, do you know this? I actually was uh, when I was creating the game. I tried to figure out. Um, I was what I try to do is I try to do some origin around the comics name, so it really feels like I write for this fucking program. And <laughs> do you know that Amado? Do you know what Amado means in Latin and in Spanish? Love yeah, of- it means the cattle are dying. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it means open mic on Wednesday. No, it means <laughs> it means love of God. I think it just means love of a loved one. But yeah, that's close. Right, yeah, but I, it, I do know. It. See, in Latin, in Latin, in Spanish, it's it love of God. But it's now in yeah. in a lot of languages, it's been it's either uh, beloved or uh, admired. It, or it's beloved, so it's beloved yeah. and loved stuff like that. So you have a very nice name. So you got to love. That's why the name of the show is Simply Amato for Tommy. <laughs> Simply Amato, I was a little thrown by that. I'm just like, what is this? Like, I can barely hold a ball in my hand? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Mr. Simple Amato. No, that would be simple. <laughs> this is simply. Simple. It's like, I'm just miles about Harry. <laughs> anyway. Why won't you love me, Jenny? Anyway. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. Or else I love you, Jenny. Anyway. <laughs> Silence of the Gump. All right. So, Tommy, it's been great having you on the show, man, and great talking to you, too. I'm so glad we got a chance to to uh, to catch up over the air. That was a lot of fun, Mark. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. All right. And I, I know that we'll, we'll, we'll get together at some point. We'll bump into each other. We got to do a show together. It's been too long, man. Absolutely. I got your number. I'll be haunting you. All right. Talk to you soon, Tommy. All right, brother. Have All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Tommy Amato, everybody. Tommy Amato, so funny. Oh, my God, the fucking...
conversation about bees and squirrels and then the fucking riffing. I don't know. I don't want to be involved in this. This is so funny. All right. Well, it's uh, it's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. All good things, of course, must come to an end. And uh, that's where we got to put it. So uh, let me tell you where I'm going to be this upcoming weekend. Tomorrow night, Thursday, July 7th, two weeks ago, Kenny Bon, actually last week's guest, Kenny Bonison, uh, invited me up to his room, the Carlo Rose Cigar Bar and Lounge in Pelham, New Hampshire. That's where I'm going to be tomorrow night. I have Friday night off, just kind of chilling like a villain. Saturday night, I'll be at Headliners Comedy Club in Manchester, New Hampshire. Sunday, I'll be at Danforth Bay Camping and RV Resort in Freedom, New Hampshire. Monday, I'll be at Smuggler's Notch in Stowe, Vermont. And then Tuesday, uh, I'm going to be up in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, telling some jokes. So here's the thing. If you want to be a sponsor, a guest, or leave a comment, please do so at radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Guys, it's been a great show, a fun night. Next week, I might be doing a remote from Absolute, but if not, I'll let you know. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Question, I want to go, right?